Gather round the fire, together we will rise. Keep your feet on the ground, keep your eye on the prize. Happy Friday, everyone. This is Adrian Starks and Adina Marie, Lift Your Spirit Show. And I will be hosting a wonderful person today, and that will be Dina Marie. And if you don't know me, my name is Adrian Starks. I'm a motivational speaker, author, and I'm the founder and CEO of Champion Up. And today I have a wonderful topic about not always being on top, meaning like not everything going as we think it goes for some people that are very successful, such as Dina Marie. And I know a lot of you may think to yourself, well, my life is normal and I go through problems, but I, I think I'm the only one in this and you're not. So I'm going to talk to Dina today about this because I feel like Dina lives an invisible life. We hear about Dina a lot. She's in Hawaii. She's in the studio. And we love hearing about these stories. But also, Dina has other stories, too, that I don't think many people know. Because when you're very excited about life, when you're happy, when you're optimistic, people just think that that's how it always is with you. You just roll out of bed and you're happy. And that's not always the case. So I would like to welcome Dina Marie to the show this morning, and I'm excited to have you. Welcome, Dina. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> so wonderful that. to have you. So that. wonderful. So how are you doing? I feel really good. I'm back in the studio. It was a little bit difficult to do the show on the road. I learned a lot of new things. I had a lot of failures, too, and it took a lot of uh creativity mm -hmm. to keep the show going in Kauai and uh, but I'm really enjoy being back with you in the studio and having Benny join us it's, it's really fun I like it I love it and this is so wonderful because it reminds me the first time I was in the studio and Dina was interviewing me so it just shows that you know with life you grow through things and you really will find yourself in positions of um, different levels of responsibility and you all can do the same, you know, and I love hearing about stories from individuals who are successful, but more importantly, what they did to get beyond certain barriers. And Dina and I had a conversation a while back, and this is so funny. We were talking about optimism, and Dina said, well, you know, some people just say, I just get right back on the horse. And I thought about that for a second. I said, get right back on the horse. That's right. But no one talks about falling off of the horse and what happens when you're rolling around. So I want to talk about the invisible life of falling off of the horse. And Dina, how do you feel when someone says, oh, you know, you're happy, you're, you're a good person, you'll get over it, or you know, you'll get your way through it. How does it make you feel when you're going through a transition in your life? I roll my eyes. Mm, I would do the same. <laughs> and this time it was on the phone, so they didn't see my eyes rolling, but I'm like, wait, wait, that's not true whatsoever. So, you know, it was a conversation about someone else, but I was like, wait, you're not in my shoes. Mm -hmm. and, and I've had people say, well, you're always up. You don't need any help. You know, mm. I've had, uh, I used to be in, doing intuitive fairs uh -huh. and um, people like, you don't need readings. Your life is perfect. They actually oh, said that to I me and I was having, that I was having the that. worst like day of my life and almost mm. felt like going home. And the person said that to me. And I was just, wow, I was really shocked. Yeah. It's interesting because when people say that your life is perfect, actually no life is perfect. You're seeing people go, th when you see someone in their moment of bliss, that's like what I call the that's the effect of whatever they've been going through. And we live a cause and effect life. And most of us see the effects. We see the results. We don't see the causes before that. And the fact that someone says, oh, you just get right back on the horse. I want to elaborate on the phrase right back on the horse because 
you don't get right back on the horse. Actually, it takes a bit of climbing and trying to get your bearings back together. And even when you're on top of it again, you have that feeling that, oh, I could be off of it any second now. And when you're on top of things in your life, like when you're in Hawaii, when you're working with your clients, at some point you do fall. But how do you feel when you're on the top of that horse again and you know that moment could come when you fall off of it? I really don't think about falling. I okay. think that's that's a really good reason why I am on the horse a yes. lot because I, I, I know better than to think about that because I was a hypnotherapist and I know what thoughts do. Mm, and I do good. have to say in Kauai, this is really rare for me, but I was at the top of this. It was a very hard climb. In fact, I'll never do it again because it's that dangerous. And the, the young kid I was with, he went ahead of me and I was sitting there and I started to think about falling. And that's no, something I would normally never do. But I, I even said out loud, wow, I just had a thought about falling off this cliff. I never do that. And the woman next to me said, oh, my father fell off this cliff. She's actually sitting there reminiscing about her father falling and dying off this cliff. So obviously I was an empath and I was picking up on her. But just that thought, when it came into my mind, I knew better not to think it. Mm-hmm. So those are the things I know through hypnotherapy that your thoughts create. But I think normally my my biggest problem is being on the horse and being in Pollyanna land and going la, 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 and having a really good time and not really being perceptive or not seeing seeing anymore. Yes. Because I'm, I'm running too fast forward and I'm having a good time. Uh, that, that's my, my major issue. So I think the key is that when you're mentioning to not think about what that possibility could be for falling. So I think some people believe or they think of worst case scenario, right? Worry. Worry. That's where your anxiety or, you know, if you are in this, it's that hypnotherapy I, I did for years with clients who looked beautiful and, and handsome with all this money. And they'd come in and have these horrible thoughts and had some disease. Mm. So they taught me about your 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 thoughts. And they, I really saw it as they changed their thoughts. They succeeded or their illness went away. So I, I know better than that. But I think that. Uh, that's the number one is not that you're thinking positive is that you're just staying in the present moment. And if you have a a thought of worry or you have a thought of what if, or you start playing things that happened in the past, like maybe somebody booed at you when you're up talking and all of a sudden you start thinking about that. And then you you can't talk. Yeah. Just stay in the present moment. Like radio, you learned, you stay in the present moment. Be in the present moment. It's so true because when we go through that failure or setback in our life, that is a memory because we have that emotion that's attached to it, right? So that whatever, usually whatever hurts us or disappoints us, we remember. But we can use it to instruct us as well. The reality is that we should not, when we're in the present moment, when something's challenging us, to call back on that memory of something that wasn't a good feeling. And the majority of people do that. I, For example, the other day, actually a few days ago, I had a phone call uh, it was a business phone call, and it wasn't really a good business phone call. I had a result that I wasn't really wanting. Things are a little bit better now, but immediately I went into this frenzy of what's going to happen next. You know, this is gonna, this is bad. This is gonna lead into this. So this is what I did, ladies and gentlemen. I got myself up from my desk, and I immediately went outside and I started walking, and I started thinking about what good things were going on in my life, how far I've come, and where I'm going. And just that movement put me into a state of action. And here's the funny thing. Those thoughts kind of just faded away. And I believe when we put ourselves into a position of taking action and saying, I'm not going to allow that moment to determine my present tense right now, that I'm going to move forward from it, that's what I believe Henry Ford meant with the airplane taking off. 
And that's another thing I learned, your word. So you said first, I am not, and then you said I am. I am, So yes. staying in the I am, and I'm working with someone right now with the not, 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 not. And, and, <laughs> okay. and it, he knows when he says it differently, it feels different. It resonates to say I am moving forward. I'm giving myself credit today. I'm looking at the bright side of life. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole not you could go into that. But that's another thing is active meditation hmm. and just watching the thoughts. If you say a word like uh, stress, my heart kind of vibrates in a different way than when I say relaxed. Mm-hmm. So, I, again, I loved the whole hypnotherapy uh, years because I learned about words mm-hmm. and how they affect us. So if I'm talking to myself, which I'm going to say right now, I started watching television. It is horrific. It's horrific <laughs> because in the middle of the night you're bringing up stuff that has nothing yes. to do with your life and you're uh, tense and you're anxious and you don't know where that dream's coming from. It's been a good um, exercise because my son stayed at my house. He left his television. It's dark and icky out. I'm watching. It's called Limitless. It's a pretty good movie or yeah. good show, but it's still, it's coming in fast. It's a, There's blood here and then there's not. It's just like, it's. I got it. No, I can't do television. And then you go to bed with it on your mind. Mm-hmm. I can't sleep. Much. And I think that you're, I love just watching your thoughts. Watch them go through your mind. What did you just say? Oh, I don't have enough money. Or I can't do that. Ah, you know, life is good. It presents opportunities every day. It presents some amazing opportunities, but you have to be open for those opportunities, right? If you're thinking about those bad thoughts, you're not going to notice the good that's going on around you. It's all about the perception. But for the people out there that are going through a hard time right now, it would be hard for them to really think of just a good thought. I mean, I've been in this position you have where you may be facing a challenge and the last thing you want to think about is life is great, right? But what would be a, some things or a tip that you could give them For instance, they're having a bad day. Let's just say they get to work and immediately they have a stack of papers on their desk and there is a problem that happened the day before that was not taken care of. Now they have their boss or some other person with them that's upset and they have to get all this work done and now they feel like the whole world is crashing down on them. How would they deal with that moment? For me, I'm like, what's the worst thing that could happen? You get fired. You hate your job. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, what's the worst thing that could happen if you don't finish it? You know, but mm, that's one way, that's way thing. to go. Yeah. Yes. And then you can ask yourself how you feel with that thought, which we talked about my blood pressure last week. Mm-hmm. My blood pressure goes sky high. Do mm-hmm. I want to take that medication to keep it down? I'm still going to have that energy about me, right? right? I haven't controlled it with my thoughts. True. So the most important thing, I've said that um, on the, the road in today, is like, you take a deep breath and you do what you can, period. Mm. You do what you can. You and that's you where can. you stay in the present moment. And again, the worst thing that can happen is that somebody would fire you. But I have been in a position with a young man who I worked with and I knew something was really wrong with him. So I did a healing session with him. And when he, when he came into my office for hypnotherapy, he was thinking he was going to get fired every day. He was thinking people were upstairs watching him. He was thinking thoughts that were not real whatsoever and he actually had a heart attack and he died oh, in the back my. room of where I worked and he got resuscitated. And when he woke up, he forgot his life. He totally forgot his life. And he was relaxed and happy. He actually looked 10 years younger. Three months later, he remembered his life and he started those same behaviors of thinking thoughts that weren't true whatsoever. So the power of your thoughts, you know, create reality he would have lost his job because he would be dead (laughs) but Mm -hmm. in the end it wasn't even real and I think a lot of the worry we have I call it praying backwards Mm -hmm. is creating the things you don't want okay we repeat that one more time that was beautiful you said worries are what again it's praying backwards it's asking for the things you do not want because your energy matters and if 
my mom, bless her heart, used to call me and say, I'm worried about you. And then she'd go off about all these things. And then I realized when I did my healing work and my books, Our Energy Matters, please quit thinking about me. If nothing else, just don't think a thought. And so now when I think of my children, I send them love and light, period. I don't say they need to get the job. I don't think they need to do this, this, or that, or anyone in my life. It's always that energy I do when I, with my Reiki. I send them love through my heart with no expectations or intentions for other people. Now myself, I have intentions for myself because I can control that. Mm -hmm. But it was really important for me to learn about worrying because you're sending negative. I call it black magic. It's in my book. You're you're sending black magic black to magic someone. When you, when White you magic worry. is when I say love and light to to Adrian mm. today. Period. Love and light. Love and light. Or you can say God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> God bless you too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this idea of worry is black magic. Now I've never thought of it that way, and that is one of those moments. I just think I had a light bulb in my head. Black magic, and also worry is praying backwards. So. For our audience, think about that. Worrying is praying backwards. And if you're worrying about someone else, you're sending that negative energy toward them, and you don't want to do that. You're making it worse. You're making it worse, and you're operating out of fear. And reality is, is that no one can own your fears. Only you do that. But when you project them on someone else, you are not doing them any good. So... When you have a fear about something, you have to address it as your own, first of all. And then, two, not to worry about that fear. Acknowledge it. It's there. But don't let that fear put you into what I call a freezing state where you don't want to think positively. You just want to keep worrying about the fear. And that is, happens to a lot of people across the world. And I think that's why there's a big um, epidemic of depression going on right now is because of this anxiety of trying to control something that they can't control outside of themselves and too far down the road. And then two, there is this trying to control something of the past that has already happened, is not coming back, and they're forgetting about me time, like right now. I had a whole year of saying, so what did you learn? Because hmm. I kept going backwards. So I've done everything wrong, right? Um, so I kept going backwards and replaying things, and it made me sick. My stomach was sick. So I'm like, I can see here, Phil, my chakra's closing down. Now I'm in my gut, right, Be below my heart. Me replaying things that people did to me. And they, the voice would say, so, how do you, so what did you learn? Mm -hmm. So what did you learn? And I started thinking, wow, because that happened, I'm a stronger person. Or because that happened, so I, I, I call it time travel. So you go back. Then you bring travel. it forward. What did you learn? And now make that part of who you are. And we just talked about that yeah. with a child, uh, my inner child, mm -hmm. um, when I was an adult, dealing with something that happened. And now I have to do the work. I have to change that behavior mm -hmm. because of my childhood. But it was like being, I'm conscious of it. So, again, I do, really do like hypnotherapy because we did regression work and things like that. You know, you get a good hypnotherapist, you can get a lot of work done. But, again, you have homework. Yes. You have to change your behavior because you have, you're conscious of what you're doing. And I call it mastership of your mind. Mastership of your mind. You hear that, guys? Mastership of your mind. Do your homework and change that behavior because that's how we, we act upon those behaviors. This is Adrian Starks and Adina Marie Lift Your Spirit Show. And today I'm actually hosting and interviewing Dina Marie. And we will be right back for our second segment. Don't go back to sleep. Lady Wells Vitality Spa and Sauna brings women the ancient health benefits of sauna, steam, and hydrotherapies. 
Located in the vibrant Greenwood neighborhood, they provide a friendly, beautiful, and affordable environment where women can relax, socialize, and improve their health. The spa features a hot whirlpool, a warm soaking pool, a cold plunge pool, dry cedar sauna, and a steam bath. Retreat your body, mind, and spirit today. For more information, visit ladywellspa.com. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. Find your place in the world. Throw your dreams into the sky. Welcome back, everyone. This is Adrian Starks and the Dina Marie Lift Your Spirits talk show. And today I have wonderful guest, Dina Marie. And we are talking about an interesting subject here that I think all of us really have in our minds, but we really don't want anyone to know. And I call it the invisible life. That life where things are going on and you don't think anyone's watching or anyone cares. And also the invisible life of people who are quite successful in their endeavors. And people see them on top, but no one sees them when they're going through that state where they're on the bottom. And in our last segment, we were talking about thoughts and how these thoughts can play uh, an interesting role in your life if you're acting on them the incorrect way. For instance, if you're fearing something too much, it's good to have a little fear. I believe that we live in a world where people talk about being fearless. But here's my take on that. I don't think you can ever be absent of fear, but you can also, but you can fear less. So I'm going to say that again. You can't be fearless because you're going to have some kind of fears meant to protect us, but you can fear less. And how do we fear less? By controlling those negative thoughts toward yourself and toward people. And so when people are on top, they're very optimistic, of course. But why do they remain optimistic when they're at the bottom, when they hit that part in their lives? It all comes down to behaviors, as Dina was mentioning to us earlier. And these, this turns into how you act upon those behaviors. And the behaviors have to start with you controlling your thoughts. So, Dean, I want to go back to the talking about the thoughts because I believe we live in a society where thoughts now, like this whole thing about, I had someone say this, well, positive thinking is no good anymore. That doesn't work. You know, we're, I want to be realistic, you know. <laughs> Forget positive thinking, you know, and we have some people out there that are saying positive thinking is no good. So I believe that positive thinking is amazing, but you have to believe in that positive thinking. I think just sitting on your couch saying, oh, I'm going to have a great life. And then you're just (laughs) sitting on the couch and you're not doing anything. Of course, that life's not going to come to you. But if you're acting on it and you're actually doing the things behind those thoughts, I, I believe it can come to you. But what is your take on this perspective now going on about positive thoughts or positive thinking is no longer the thing to do or it's not important anymore? You got to be realistic. You have to be like, you know, out of the clouds. Well, I've had a I had one woman who had a clicker for affirmations, mm-hmm. you know, and she had to do 100 a day, but her heart wasn't in it. And so what I mm. listening to you, the what I, I know what I do is that I wait and this is where I'm at right now. Stop and get direction. So where do I get direction? I get it from something, a higher source. Dina Marie goes back and forth in her mind, and maybe she does worry, and she's fearful. Talk. I hate it when I do that about myself, but I do do that. And yeah. then I, I feel depressed. I feel I don't know where I'm going, and I feel like, what's wrong with me? And now I have low self-esteem because I feel like I'm not moving. So you so you also have self low self-esteem. I mean, we, I, I do. I'm going to admit to that. I do. So Dina Marie, the person that runs this talk show and you're 
an amazing individual. You're a great coach and spiritual leader. You have low self-esteem at times? Kawaii, I was really tested. I, I felt, you know, because you, you, you do, you take your clothes off and you're going out in there and I'm like, you're, you're seeing yourself, you're comparing yourself all of a sudden. And then, mm-hmm. you know, six, six weeks into it, I could care less what I look like at the beach. I'm so happy to be me, but I worked through that, right? Mm. That the body image thing, or, you know, I had clients sit there in front of me and I'm thinking, do I still have it? Do I, this person looks really bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, almost where I called 911, one of them, she just didn't look healthy. I was afraid oh. for her fearful for her health. And I thought to myself, do I still have what it takes to help this person? And in the end, it really it was an amazing experience because I did. But uh, it's like, basically, I think that I stop and it happens maybe three or four times a year where my voice says stop. And then I do the things I love to do. I have some fun. And then I get that aha moment, that voice. And then it, all of a sudden the lights are green. I call three, you know, three lights. Then you go. You go. Then you run with it. You lose your use your lower chakras, which is your heart and your power chakra. And, and you physically put your body out there on the dance floor. But if you're moving without um, some type of uh, inspiration or aha moment or that focus that comes from something outside yourself. And I can't you'll know what it is because it'll say today is the day to make the phone call that you've mm-hmm. been thinking about. And it doesn't go back and forth. It doesn't say no. Yes, that's you. But if you have a, a day where you're watching the moon and it's just gorgeous and it says, make that phone call, it's perfect. That person is usually just needing you at that very moment. And if you would have done it any other time, it wouldn't have made sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so direction. And, and that's your higher chakras. Just look up, ask spirit for what you need. I need help right now. With what? doesn't even matter. I just need help. And then I'll get the phone call and, and, I'll, and that person will lift my spirits and then they'll point me to the, the new job that I want to do or that new person I want to mm-hmm. meet. But it's really important to stop. Really important to stop. And also you mentioned to ask for help. Listen to that, guys. Asking for help. Remember that help doesn't mean you are weak. It means that you are wanting to remain strong. And by doing that, you can Ask that part of you, that higher self, to give you direction. A lot of us, when we go through a problem or some type of fiasco, immediately we go into this flurry of exaggerated thoughts. And we're like, oh, no, oh, no. But if we, as Dina would say, stop. Listen and then wait for the cue. The reason why a lot of you are not hearing the cue is because you're too noisy. (laughs) There's too much going on. You know, you have... This on one side of your ear and the other side. And so you have to get yourself into a quiet state. And a show we had a while back, Dina, there was this, um, I think, believe it was a couple of guests, um, the Connection um, app guest. They talked about loneliness being an epidemic. This stuck with me quite some time because I didn't realize that. It's the reason because people are afraid to be alone. And if you're afraid to be alone then you can't hear yourself. Then that can be an issue. Well, when you're connected to source, you love being alone. That's the beauty of it. There we go. Loving to be alone. I think that is going to be one of the things I want everyone listening on this call to really understand that being alone is not a bad thing. I mean, I understand if you have gone, if you've lost someone or if you've lost a relationship or a loved one or a friend, I understand that. But what I'm, what we're talking about is the sense of just choosing to be alone. Set space for yourself 
to work yourself through that moment in time of a problem. And Dina mentioned that, you know, when one thing I love about Dina is Dina is, is very optimistic. She's like me. <laughs> and we all have our moments, you know. But one thing about optimistic people is that it is a choice. It's not something that we are just born with. It's something that we we choose to do. You can be optimistic or you can be a pessimistic person. You make the choice. So it's all about a decision at the end of the day. And there is an amazing quote from, uh, from someone. I'll reveal the name later, but this was on optimism. And she said this, optimism is a huge asset. We can always use more of it. But optimism isn't a, a belief that things will automatically get better. It's a conviction that we can make things better. Isn't opti-I, isn't the way you, your perception, the way you see things. Mm-hmm. The way you see things. And so if I was seeing things as a magical optimistic, I mean, if I'm seeing things magical and, and working well and always on my side, which it really it is. I think if some of the bad things have happened to me turn out to be one of the best gifts I've ever had. At the time, I thought it was bad. Now I'm like, wow, am I a stronger person because of that? Yes, that adversity is like that weight that, that you lift up over and over again. You're like, dang, I... Like going, I had to go to court 45 times, became my own attorney. Mm-hmm. Going to court doesn't even scare me. Wait, I mean, <laughs> wait hold on for you. Let's go back. You be, you had to be, yep, <laughs> so I was you were your attorney. own attorney. To the point where they all knew me and, and you know, the other uh, lawyers were coming to me for help. And some of the people, the legal services people showed up and they were actually watching to see me win. At first I wasn't winning. I was losing. Someone else was defending me. And at the end I learned how to do it myself. I showed up, just the facts, ma'am, make a motion, stay in the present moment. I white-lighted the courtroom quite a bit, (laughs) and magic happened, and it got to be pretty playful. At first, it was horrific. I was, you know, I could barely go in there. I was feeling sick, but as I brought spirit in, and spirit started to drive, and intuitively, I ran the show, it was amazing. And and to this day, you know, I, I could have thought of this as a tragic thing, but now I'm like, wow, it really empowered me as a female, to go in and defend myself and my children. That's what I was doing. So, And after a while, I just kept winning, you know, and the money was mine. It was owed to me, but it was one of those things where it was like, you know, really empowering to this day. I would love to write a book almost about it because it was so amazing. But it's what we're talking about right now is being optimistic, you know, and I used to think of all the, this is something people do, think of everything that can go wrong. Yes, and stop. Just stop. One, it makes you sick. And when you get there, none of those things are going to happen But anyways. why do we think they do that? Well, I was raised in a house where worry was a big thing. Worry, and they didn't want you to try new things. They wanted to stifle your creativity. Uh, you know, that's why I'm, I have a whole different extended family. I'm, I'm around artists and mm-hmm. musicians. Why do you think that is? <laughs> because they're creative. They're creative. And I want to be around people that say, wow, that's a great idea. Well, let's see what we can do with it. Let's run with it. You know, and I, I, being around people that are saying, don't try, you're, you're never going to make it, discouraging you to be optimistic, discouraging you to be creative, discouraging you to daydream. Um, I think I was raised in a family like that so that I would be who I am now. You know, I, I chose that family because I know what it's like to be crushed. And so coming out of that family and being an adult, every year I get a little bit more uh, tie dyed sheep <laughs> because I like it. I like being myself. I like the word authentic. It doesn't really mean anything to me anymore because people say it so much. I just have to be me. I love that being you. And we live in a time where people are afraid to be themselves because they're living with this. I call it the invisible audience. They think everyone is looking at them. 
No one's looking at you. They're looking at themselves, hoping you don't look at them. And I, I ended my book, and I, <laughs> I, I love this because I was just almost finished with my book, and I was at a basketball game with my son, and there was this little girl dancing. And it was during the basketball game, and she was like how I feel, you know, just dancing around, twirling, and having the best time. And then I watch the game. I go back, and she's bawling. She's crying. And one of her parents told her to stop, you know, and, and I thought that's how chakras get blocked because she said to herself, I'm never going to do that again in front of my father. The mom was fine with it. The dad was not so happy. And then after a while, you quit doing those things that causes a blocked throat chakra, mm-hmm. uh, probably your solar plexus. And maybe after a while, your heart, you know, you're not being authentic. You're not being yourself and you're not moving the way we want to, which is spontaneously. So you're overthinking things, and you get those kids that live in their heads and read books all day and don't go outside. That's where that comes from. It's interesting you brought that story up because I have a childhood that's sort of similar. Um, When I was growing up as a child, especially when I was in elementary, I was a very outspoken young man. I loved to talk. Could you imagine that? (laughs) The schools didn't know what to do with me. So they assumed that there was something wrong with me during that time, and they tried to get me on medication. Of course, my par- my parents fought it tooth and nail, and they won. But the schools, of course, and this is not against the schools in general, but the school during that time I was I was going to, they decided a different measure of taking care of me, and that's isolating me from the kids. So they said, Adrian, if you talk, we're going to put you in the back of the room. Things that you can't do now, right? So this is like 20 years ago, 30 years ago. <laughs> and so I learned to be quiet. I learned to not be myself because I associated that with getting in trouble, not being loved, not being connected. And guess what happened? It followed me five years later, 10 years later, 15 years later. It was just about five years ago where I broke out of that and I let that little kid come out. And that's why I'm here today with Dina. Because that little kid came out. And maybe that's why I connect with you so well. Yes. It's, 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 a, it's a multiverse. And you and I are in it together. We're growing together. That's Absolutely. the magic of this. And my little story is that, of course, that little girl got stifled. She went to, to school, had sore throats, mm-hmm. asthma, anything you could think of. Always says, uh, Dina doesn't talk in class, blah, 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 blah. Then I get into a new school in junior high. And I make some friends, and I became, I know this is like weird, but I love to dance. So I became this cheerleader, and I made it just because I screwed up so bad that they felt sorry for me (laughs) (laughs) because I overthink everything. I was like, oh, my God, I did it wrong. And they're like, well, you were so cute that we're just going to make you a cheerleader. (laughs) Great, wonderful. But then I started getting my voice because we had to sing and dance. I had to be courageous and get in front of people. And then I talked too much. And so he kept moving me over and over again to, like, the, the kid that no one talked to or the girl that looked weird or whatever. And that's how I know how to talk to everybody. I mean, it doesn't matter who they are because they all became my friend. So I even look at like that was kind of a, a gift too, you know, to find my voice and then be punished for it. Mm-hmm. Because now I can pretty much go anywhere and talk to anyone. I have no, I, I not that I have blinders. I don't see the way people look. I see how they feel. And I always can that's find beautiful. something in common to talk to them about. It doesn't matter who they are. I can sit and have a great conversation on the plane with somebody on the right who believes in guns. You know, all the things I don't believe in, and he's hugging me at the end, and we had an, a great experience because I was listening to his point of view. And you know why? Because you see them, and every human being on this planet wants to be noticed or recognized. There's not one person that wouldn't want that. I think it's it's, it's hard because when I was in Kauai, Jeannie was talking about shining. Mm-hmm. And I think... It is, that's where I have a problem. I love to put other people on the pedestal. I love 
to help other people's business thrive or you know, artists and musicians. And it's a different story for me to be up here and people think of me as a star or something like that. So I, I think maybe somewhere down the line I was shining and somehow somebody put the light out. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I think we have to be okay. And then when people don't appreciate your light, it's really important to cut those people out of your life. And you have to put yourself on a diet of cool people. That's what I call the prescription. The diet of cool people. (laughs) I like that diet. I'll get on that one right away. And you mentioned, too, not letting anyone dim your light and to get around the right people. And that is the thing, too, surrounding yourself with good people, positive people, optimistic individuals. Because you're going to come across some negative people all the time. They're out there. Diamond and Dustin. (laughs) Not hard to find. (laughs) But it's a saying, like, I, I like to say this. You know, it's a difference between eagles and then you have pigeons and crows. I love all birds, but you're going to find your pigeons and crows all the time. This is what I call the negative people. They're all over the place. You bump into them on the sidewalks, everywhere. But eagles, you got to look for them. And remember changing your tune. So if changing you're changing your tune. your tune and keeping your energy high, you'll attract those you'll people. You'll attract those people, and they will come to you. And that's why people really can get addicted to retreats. They go and they get to be themselves and then they go back to their office and they'll say to me, well, I can't be myself at my office. I can't tell my husband this. I used to always say that. That was something I always said. That was my language. Really? I can't be myself (laughs) at the office. Yeah, I left my job about a year ago. I just walked out and I said, I'm done. I have to follow my passion of speaking and writing and I'm going to do that. And people are like, where are you going? You're going to be okay? I'm like, I think I'll be fine. I was fine before I got here. <laughs> I think I'll be fine afterwards. But I couldn't be myself, Dina. I say limited. There's limitless and there's limited. Yeah. And and I used to think that your paycheck was every Friday. This is mm-hmm. how it, I was taught this is how it is. No, no. Money can come to you in the most amazing ways. It does. And when you least expect it, if your attitude is of gratitude and you're, you're, you know, you do have to do the things you love because when your heart is singing, that's really the key to life. You know what it feels like when your heart's singing. My heart sings when I take time to be in nature. And at first I'm like, I'm by myself again. No, no, no. Then I get my higher self involved. Hmm. And then I get direction. And then I show up at the right time. It just saves myself so much energy and time. And that's what the whole walk in the woods is. I had an, uh, a family member say, you need to get off the beach. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> that's, that's my therapy. You know, I don't have a counselor that I go to each week. And I don't have any medication I take. You know, this is, this is important. Good. It's essential for me. Well, nature has a direct link to us, and we have a direct link to nature due to our our cells and our body. So this, there's a lot of research out there about that. And I read something about Beethoven, one of the great classical artists, who used to walk out in his courtyard every morning. He would walk around, he would hug his favorite tree, and that would give him inspiration for his next melody. And so that was gratitude, gratitude for life. And as Dina mentioned, and I'm going to say this, Gratitude is the new attitude for 2019. Gratitude is the new attitude. When you wake up in the morning, what are you grateful for? And before you go to bed, what are you grateful for? This is Adrian Starks and Adina Marie Lift Your Spirit Show, and we will be right back. Don't go back. Next train's coming down the track. Whether you are. Aloha. Join me, Dina Marie, on the island of Kauai. Let me be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. 
You'll receive daily healing sessions and experience fun, interactive outings to some of my favorite places, sacred sites, secluded beaches, and sunrises that will lift your spirits. Go beyond the tourist spots, meet fascinating locals, and leave with amazing memories. Retreats are based on your schedule and budget. For more information, visit liftyourspiritswithdinamarie.com. My name is Adrian the Champ Starks, and I am an international speaker, author, coach, and the founder of Champion Up. My mission in life is to help individuals overcome their obstacles by searching, believing, conditioning, and acting upon their winning potential. Why? Because winning is in all of our DNA, and you were born to win. So if you really want to believe in that champion in you, go to my website, championup.net, to discover more about your winning potential. Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Arnold, and we're the co-creators of The Connection App. Are you busy and sometimes distracted from what really matters? Do you want a simple, easy, and fun way to enhance your relationships? The Connection App helps you develop the connection habits that lead to deeper feelings of love, intimacy, and trust. It's a habit-building app. The Connection App is making together better. Download it for free today at theconnectionapp.com, the App Store, or Google Play. Going against the grain has never been this much fun. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back, everyone. This is Adrian Starks and the Dina Marie Lift Your Spirit Show. Happy Friday. And I am hosting the wonderful Dina Marie today. And we are talking about what happens when this person that's on top, when they get to the bottom, because we all hit the bottom every now and then. And it's actually good for us. I think so. But this is what we call the invisible life. Like that part where you're rolling around in the dust, no one sees the dust going up. And you make enough attempts, then you're back up again. And they're saying, oh, Look at that person. They always get back up. They always have a great life. They're always optimistic. And the key is optimism, our topic of today, is not about something that is just given to certain people. It's a choice. And Dina was just giving us some wonderful lessons and tips on how do you take optimism and bring it into your life and use it daily. And one of the ways is by your thoughts. Stopping, if you have this thought going on in your head that's negative, and identifying it and then just working your way through it. But the key is to be to be in the moment, be present in the moment, not to think about what's the worst case scenario. Don't do that. But think about how can I get through this moment and be present to get through it and not worry about the past either, because the past for a lot of people and they're trying to control it. If something has happened, immediately they would think, oh, my goodness, I have to change this thing that's already happened. That causes frustration because you can't change it. And the people who have optimism, we do not live in the past. Two, when you're trying to live too much in the future, you're trying to control something that you you want to happen, yes, but you're trying to control it to happen now. That's why it's called the future. You got to be in the present. So if you're too much in the future, that causes anxiety. So we want you to be in the present today and think about your thoughts. Think about working from the heart, as Dina mentioned. And also just understand that you're not the only one that's alone here. Everyone goes through ups and downs, even the most successful people across the planet. The reason why they move from one success to the next is because they have this thing called optimism. So I want to welcome Dina back. 
And Dina has been a wonderful guest today on the show, given so much wonderful information. You know, whenever I'm around Dina, guys, I feel like I'm floating. Oh, I mean, I, I really do. I just feel like I'm sitting in my chair, but I feel like I'm floating right now. I mean, the triple Gemini. <laughs> I'm like a balloon anyways. Yeah. It's like, Dina, can I follow you around all day, please? <laughs> People do that. They're exhausted. <laughs> you know, and I have to bring up the mastership of the mind because it's taken years and I'm still working on it. Mm-hmm. But I also have this, I give prescriptions for chakras that are blocked. And if you're having a hard time with your thoughts and you're in the wrong place at the wrong time in your mind, pretend, imagine, take mm. yourself on vacation. I used to say, if you had all the money in the world, what would you do? Get mm. a piece of paper out and start brainstorming. The key is piece of paper, writing it out, right? Or at, at night when you can't sleep, I do this a lot, I will uh give myself $100,000 and then I'll ask myself what I do, but then I'll see myself physically doing it or... um I'll, 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 you have to feel it in your mind's eye, too. I know that sounds weird, but it's like if you're at the beach, put your feet on the sand. Walk, swim, mm-hmm. see what bathing suit you're wearing. And I have manifested one amazing story. Is like I didn't have a lot of money, but I knew I was on empty. And uh, I went on a retreat with Roy Holman. I spent some money I didn't think I had, but the money came exactly and filled that void. And I went to Yalapa with him. And I got some pictures back at the end, and it was the same beach I'd been imagining myself on with a turquoise bathing suit. And I kept thinking no one liked me. But in my dream, in my imagination, when I wake up, I would see myself on a beautiful white beach by myself reading a book. You know, because mm. that's what I wanted was to be alone because I was a mom of three kids. And mm. when someone, you know, two weeks later sent me a photo of me on that beach by myself, I was just like, I've manifested houses, Airbnbs, exactly like the house I imagined in my mind. You know, but you have to pretend. And that's keeping your third eye, I say clean. You know, at night you're data dumping with all the stuff that went through the day, the Facebook scrolling, the movie you watch, the people you talk to. But if you can focus on pretending, you know, and uh, brainstorming is, you know, putting on paper and saying this is possible. But pretending will relax your body. Thinking keeps it wide awake and your adrenals get all crazy. I love that because we talked earlier about our childhoods, you and I. And this is something that children do very well. They imagine. They have this creative flow that they just seem to always be operating from. Even when we tell them, no, don't do that. Don't go there. Don't. They do that because they just have this ability until they get to be adults like us. And then it kind of goes away a little bit because society tells us to be normal, to be practical. But what we're saying is, no, you can still keep that child in you and it needs to come out more. Because that is the imaginary side of you. And every idea across the world, everything that is accomplished came from an idea and an imagination. We cannot get away from that. And that's how you keep your intuition intact. Yes. So right now I can look across the way and I can see a human being. I can make them beautiful, blonde hair, pink dress. My eyes are wide open. I can close my eyes. I can see them again. That's how you keep, that's a chakra, that Mm -hmm. third eye. And if you can see pictures in your mind's eye, that's amazing. That's a good thing. Keep going. I've had clients who have been PTSD, trauma, abuse, and they don't have that. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of medication takes that away from you. It's trained to do that. So now you're you're driving around blind, and you don't have the creativity, and you don't have the whimsical synchronicities, because synchronicities are above. Mm -hmm. They're up here where you like something weird happens, and it happens again, and then you meet that person, and then it takes you to the next person. That's spirit giving you a wink. It's a wink of you're going in the right direction. Spirit giving you a wink. Frustration is blocked chakras, and depression comes from low spirit. So if my chakras start to close down, I get depressed. 
And recently I have not got depressed. And it's funny because I think the blood pressure, again, I'm not going places in my mind that makes my blood pressure spike. Mm. So I'm learning to stay in the present moment even more than I've ever done. So that I think that's a whole other thing, too, is that whole, uh, gosh, using your imagination in the wrong way, but you want to keep it intact. So people color nowadays. That is, I loved it when I saw all those people coming out with those coloring books. The adult coloring books, <laughs> I've seen those, and I've actually tried them before, and I felt guilty when I was coloring. I'm like, what am I doing? I should be doing something serious no. here. <laughs> but you do feel relaxed. And when we have imagination, we should have imagination like a child, but plan like an adult. So you can still imagine the lives that you want and the, the vision that you want, but you can write them down also. Like you were mentioning, write down what you are going to accomplish and see. I've had these, what we call what, deja vu moments, where I've envisioned something, like I actually sat down and visualized it. Didn't come true right away. But somewhere down the road, I'm like, didn't I see this before? Didn't I experience this before? I've had conversations with people. I'm like, I thought I've already had this conversation before. Is that kind of what? Oh, yeah. All those playful ways the universe is, is coming through. And it's, for me, I also believe in like, you have guides and you have angels and you have mm-hmm. these people that have crossed over on the other side who love to help you. As mm-hmm. long as you look up and you can get into that world of playfulness and pretend, they can come through music. They can come through just that weird phone call from the right person when you thought about this and they talk about what, oh, I'm having it so much right now. The, the mm-hmm. word you say, and I'm last night I'm watching something on the diet and I'm making a bagel with cream cheese and it says, just like when you put bagel and cream cheese together <laughs> and you eat it and your, your blood pressure, or your, you spike your whatever i'm like dang it i knew i should have been eating that bagel and i didn't want to but i did and i got reminded not to do it because it it helps you stay healthier but that's how the universe comes through and it's very playful and i love this part it's called city of angels it's a movie and it's nicholas cage and he's like in the library and somebody is reading this amazing book he's an angel and he's over the back of the person reading like a, a, a novel but it's a lovely novel, and the person's just engaged and having this amazing energy shoot out of them, and he's hanging out there. And then there's somebody watching, you know, something horrific, and there's a different energy that goes with that. But I really feel that playful childlike attracts not only better people, but also better uh, events. It also attracts you in the right place at the right time, and it does have the outside world. They rather hang out with that energy mm-hmm. than something dark. You know, it makes sense. Cleaning out your closets and watching uplifting things. That's very true. And this is how people that when they're not on top, they're able to still be on top because of the optimism they have, the thoughts they have and the imagination. Because when you're not on top, Dina, you're thinking about being on top. You're thinking about the next thing. Right. So that helps. Oh, yeah. Like the television has to go. It's I, I totally see how you can get pulled into it. Oh, yes. And it is not healthy. I, I, and I thought, well, this is kind of killing, you know, two hours at night was so dark. It really is. But you know what? I got along without it. And I'm not sleeping now. I need my sleep. And it's because TV is so much faster than it's ever been. It's coming at you and your mind can't process it. And so I just wow, it's just I haven't had television, but now I know. I took it out of my house when my kids were little and we played card games and we did color at night and we did like during the summer. It's easy. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not in my house whatsoever, but there's, there's something wrong with it. Yeah. The television, you know, is something that we have had for quite some time and people love it. I mean, I think the average household has at least two televisions in it, according to some research, maybe even three, which is a lot. 
and the average household, the television is on at least eight to 10 hours a day. Yikes. And that is just information being fed to you. Now, if you're watching something that's educational, great. But most of the people uh, in this data that I was reading are not watching things that are educational. They're watching anything that comes through that, <laughs> that tube, you know, that stimulates them. Oh, the commercials. And, I was blown away. Oh and God. you have to think about what's going in your head. What, you're, what, what are you uploading into your mind and what you're downloading into your lifestyle? Think about that, what you're uploading into your mind, what you're downloading into your lifestyle. Because whatever you're uploading, whatever that is, that information, you're, you're processing it and you're putting it out there in your life. You're operating from too much information. You're operating from the fear that comes from the television. You're operating from all these things. And like Dina mentioned, for me, I don't watch much television. At all. I used to a long time ago when I realized that some of the most successful people across the planet and achievers and people who love their lives, I want to say this, they love their lives. They don't watch a lot of television. They don't have time for they it. Don't. <laughs> they don't. They don't. I mean, they may watch a little bit, but you will not catch them in front of the television for, I, I would probably say, two hours or less than two hours. Some of them less than that because they're busy doing things. They're busy creating. They're busy experiencing life. And that keeps them from worrying. Um, when you're at work or wherever you may be right now, the challenge for you this week is when you go home, don't turn on the television. So we can say that differently. Find other things that you find pleasure in doing. Yes, I like that one better. Find other things that you find pleasure in doing. And think of it right now. Just start thinking of it. What, would you, what things do you like to do? But don't use the excuse, I don't have enough time. Because if you can find time to turn on the television, to watch TV, that time can be used to do something you love to do. And when I was raising my kids, the television blew up quite a bit. And I think my ex-husband thought I did it. <laughs> but one day it was like he, he'd get it back and we'd all turn towards the television. It would go away to get repaired. We'd all turn towards each other. That's that connection you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Take the television and the computers and all that stuff away. And then you're looking at the person that you live with and you're having you're engaged and you're having a conversation. And I know with my kids, I never went a day without discussing something with them you know when they get teenagers you could actually all shut doors mm -hmm. that's how i live everyone shut doors no one talked to any, anyone mm -hmm. and me and my son like we would have a look and i could tell when something was bothering him and to this day he still can reach out to me because i was there for him but i was present you know and i, I think the television if you want to destroy a family put it as your main focus <laughs> and you're just not going to have those discussions and you might not even sense that the person sitting next to you is is hurting Mm -hmm. Or needs to talk. Kids, you know, they'll just shut the door and go put on some music and block you out. So if you have kids, especially teenagers, conversation is so important. Conversation is so it's, – it's part of our human survival. I mean, that's why we moved from the caveman era, you know, the grunting. Uh, you know, it's funny. We're going back to that. And now <laughs> I was having this conversation with my – my brother, my younger brother the other day, and I was like, what does this acronym stand for? Like, what is this this abbreviation? He's like, oh, you don't know what that is? I'm like, no, I don't. I'm like, <laughs> when did we start doing all these during text? I'm like, can you just say it out fully for me? You know, and that's what's happening to the younger generation. My brother, he's very good about expressing and saying things, but he's part of that younger generation that he he gets it. He sees the language and he helps me understand it. And I'm not understanding why our kids are not being as conversational and the reason why is because of a, a few things one they're not getting this um from a lot of their homes and and that's because of television you know they're just being able to go in their room close the door you know 
And there's no blaming on parents here. If you've got a child that doesn't want to talk to you, <laughs> I can understand how that feels because you know, there's times when, when we were kids growing up that we didn't want to talk to our parents. We came home. We may be facing something. So it's not on the parents. Um, but it, it definitely helps to encourage conversation. It's the era we're living in. I was in yes. Kauai, and I have people coming and going upstairs uh, at this Airbnb. Without saying anything, yeah. And I took them, um, because they, had, they hadn't done a lot of things, and it was, they were going to leave the next day. So I took two 30-year-olds to places I love to go. Mm-hmm. In the car, there was not one word said. That's so <laughs> if weird. I didn't talk, <laughs> and I thought, well, I'm not going to talk. I'm just going to see what happens. Not one word. I sit them on the beach, one's here on the right, one's on the left, and they're just blah, 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 because I'm in the middle being the conversationist. Mm-hmm. You know, like, It was just shocking because they could text each other. And they were staying right next to each other in different rooms. It's like, but they didn't know how to physically look each other in the eye and talk. And I'm not kidding you. It was, I was like shocked. And that's the inability to be able to connect with people. And that's happening a lot. And we got to get back to the art of conversation. I believe that would help so much with the anxiety levels that are occurring through thoughts. Because if you can speak from within, you can speak those thoughts. You're more likely to release that pressure on yourself. Well, it should be taught in schools. We need to go back to open communication. How do I feel? How do I relate that to another human being? And that is so key right now. And and that's not happening. It's all they're doing is sitting in front of computers. uh, And they don't even like physically make anything anymore. There's not a lot of tangible things coming Mm -hmm. home. And and, and it's really, I think it's frustrating for your energy system Mm -hmm. to not physically see something that you've you've made or Mm -hmm. created. It's it's all information going inside and going nowhere. It is. I remember talking to my father a while back about his generation versus my generation. And I, he's a handyman. He fix anything. And I'm like, okay, how did that miss us? Like, <laughs> we miss a gene or two? I don't know. I don't understand. And he says, no, son. He says, just think. During my time, what did we do for fun as children? I said, you guys were probably outside playing in dirt. He says, yes, we were playing with cars, everything. We were outside. He goes, your generation, what do you guys do for fun? I said, we're indoors, we're probably watching a movie. Or and he goes, exactly. He says, it's a difference of how you're being raised. And he says, nothing wrong with technology. He says, but your generation needs to get back to also communicating directly, limiting your technology, your, your get usage back of to technology. nature. Really, you just said get back to get nature. Get outdoors, and it's the EMFs, it's the the negative ions, it's you're watching the sun go down at a certain time, which means you're not supposed to go inside with lights blaring. Mm-hmm. You know, the the worst case scenario is Christmas. It is dark. I have hibernating you holiday. Have lights everywhere? <laughs> yeah, you have lights. You, your body's confused. Your body is. Very and in Kauai, confused. I had that happen because here it is dead winter for me and I'm going like August I'm going a hundred percent and I'm like wait I feel really tired in paradise and it's because my body knew it was time to slow down that's what it said in the Mm -hmm. labyrinth slow down but I wasn't paying attention because the sun was bright and 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 I had all these people go 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 but I came home and I really had to shut down and watching the sun go down at 440 whatever Mm -hmm. made me think okay you need to rest rest is so good but it was mother nature that actually was reminding me of the cycles of what we go through. There's a time to retreat, there's a time to rest, and then there's a time to get the party started, which mm-hmm. is spring. And so I want you all to just to really think about that this weekend as we wrap up this conversation, this wonderful conversation with Dina, about how people on top, when they fall, how do they stay optimistic? And that is one of the things. We uh, watch our thoughts. We learn how to be very quiet. Alone time is good. Also, we spend time outside. We limit our time on the computers, on television, anything that would cause us to 
go into a state of busy thoughts and rest, proper rest too. And to realize that the invisible life happens to everyone. You heard Dina's story about her childhood. You heard my story. And that just because you see someone who's having a great life does not mean that they are being challenged. They are being challenged. So that's why Dina wants to lift your spirits. That's why she has this show, because she knows that we all get down, but we have to lift ourselves back up. So I want you to lift yourselves back up this weekend. This is Adrian Starks on the Dina Marie Lift Your Spirits show. And you can find me also, too, on Adrian Starks, um, adrian at championup.net, or you can go to championup.net to find out more about what I do and how I help others around the world. Bye for now. Stay away.